from the Western Riverside Council of Governments. I'm Rachel Singer, and this is CODcast. Local jurisdictions, alongside WRCOG and other partners, have developed the Solid Waste Cooperative, which is intended to help Western Riverside County reach state-mandated goals for recycling waste and extending landfill life, as well as instill wise stewardship values in our local community through recycling efforts and community outreach. Today, we are pleased to welcome Kyle Rodriguez, staff analyst here at WRCOG, who works to support the Solid Waste Cooperative. So Kyle, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How long have you worked at WRCOG? So I started with WRCOG in around 2016. I was brought in as an intern while I was still studying in school. I was studying at Cal State San Bernardino. Um, so once I graduated in around 2017, they hired me on full time. And since then, I've been here in the environment department. So they brought me in, was studying what I studied. So been great. That's awesome. So you've been in the same department your whole time here at WRCOG. Whole time, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Learning so it all. So you are well-versed. Yeah. <laughs> so how, did you grow up in Western Riverside County or no? No, I, uh, I actually grew up in San Bernardino County. I grew up in the mountains locally. It was Wrightwood, California. Um, kind of known for the ski and snowboard resort, Mountain High. Mm-hmm. Um, born and raised there. Never really moved until school came down. Moved down to San Bernardino for school. And then once school ended and I was given the position here, I came here actually to downtown Riverside. Okay, so I have to ask, skiing or snowboarding? Oh, snowboarding. Snowboarding for sure, but since I've done snowboarding my whole life, I want to switch to skiing. Oh, so you don't know how to do both? I grew up skiing under my dad's legs. Does that so, count? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I was skiing. I was skiing. I could, I could do it. I know French fries. I know pizza. I get the basics, French fries, pizza uh, on the skis. Okay, it's okay. Snowboarding is easier to do. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. I did not grow up near snow, and so I've never done either. The only exposure I've ever had to snow sports would be not sliding, sledding. Sledding. Sledding on a trash can lid, and that, that was it. That's that's something. I know. It's something. I've got something on my resume there for snow go. sports. There you go. So let's just jump right into um, the content. So you work with the Solid Waste Cooperative. So can you, can you just start us off by explaining what the Solid Waste Cooperative is? Sure. So the Solid Waste Cooperative is kind of formed by 18 members of our WRCOG jurisdictions, um, as well as a cooperative of those that are interested parties. We have the Riverside County Department of Waste Resources. We have the Riverside County Environmental Health. We have our local trash companies, uh, waste management, CRNR. Sometimes Athens and Burtek will join us, um, as well as we have the California Department of Resources, Recovery and Recycling, or I'll probably be referencing them as CalRecycle, it's just easier and a lot shorter to say. Yeah. The cooperative meets four times uh, a year to kind of compare notes, share information, see what's working, see the challenges. Uh, we'll have guest presenters kind of share of new technology that's coming around, mm-hmm. maybe solar trash receptacles, and they might want to present. We'll have our waste haulers kind of provide updates, what's going on in their recycling world, what new things can they expect, um, as well as CalRecycle will present maybe new state legislation that's coming down the road that we need to be aware of. And it kind of helps when all of us can come around the table and discuss it all at one time 
instead of maybe doing a site visit to each one of them and sharing this information. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's even helpful for the participants as well, because they're learning alongside people who are in similar positions as them, trying to make sure to implement um, really wise recycling um, initiatives too. Um, so can you explain just why the Solid Waste Cooperative exists? Right. So uh, way back in 1990s, the state kind of passed laws to extend the shelf life of our landfills. Um, they, these mandates kind of were 50% of trash can no longer go to the landfill. I mean, they wanted to see recycling programs. They wanted to see uh, all this waste being diverted. We had a lot, of, a lot of health concerns, a lot of environment concerns. And it was from just land with all the toxic cocktails, a different mix of mm -hmm. chemical wastes coming to the landfill. And nothing was being mandated. And so it would spill and run off into our land, run off into our drinking water. Um, all the food and organics that just kind of sat there in the methane or uh, just sat there in the landfill was produced to methane and mm. people were had to breathing these. So the, these, these mandates came down to start recycling programs. So let's clean up these landfills and extend the shelf life of what we have now. Awesome. So this, it might just be the lack of knowledge about this topic and maybe a silly question, but why is diverting landfill waste significant? I thought that's kind of what landfills were intended for. Right. Originally, that was something that it was intended for. But like I said, we're trying to extend the life and there's so many other outlets that we can use when doing these recycling programs. I mean, uh, there's an old saying, one man's trash is another man's treasure. You have goodwill, you have Salvation Army, you have people that are starving every day. You can you can send food recovery options to food pantries, all maybe left out cans that you have in your pantry mm -hmm. can be sent to these food programs and help people. You have appliances that may not work for you anymore because it's outdated. There's people that could really use this when you give it to a Salvation Army or a Goodwill. Mm -hmm. um, not only that, you can use this kind of stuff at home. You know, you can compost your own food waste. And so kind of thinking the idea that the landfill is not the first option provides so much waste diverted from just going there when you can reduce, reuse and recycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it kind of speaks to what you were talking about earlier about um, how organic waste release methane gases. And so it's also connected to public health as well. Absolutely. I mean, methane is 84 times stronger than carbon dioxide. So when it's just mm -hmm. sitting there, it's producing so much greenhouse gases, which is why uh, in doing these recycling programs like food waste recovery, you're really uh, diverting waste and promoting a, a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. So what kinds of plans and programs are in place to support um, the Solid Waste Cooperative? So uh, I'm going to give you just kind of some examples that our, our local cities are already doing, or our members. Uh, the city of Temecula paired up a while ago with CRNR, and they designated a three-bin system for residential. You have trash, recycling, and organics. Mm -hmm. And that was something that started with this 50% of trash way back when, and now you see that anywhere. You see it almost everywhere they have this three-bin system, mm. which all of our cities picked up and adapted to using. Um, that was just one way. Another method was the city of Lake Elsinore really saw that uh, their schools, were they had a lot of food waste going on. So at the end of each cafeteria or lunch period, all their students threw all their food uh, in a specific bin. You know, they were helped by the teachers. The principal was out there saying, your food goes in here, this trash goes in this bin, mm -hmm. and really practice diverting it. And then once all their food was collected, they went and donated it to the local pig. There's a local par farm pig. And I think the pig was extremely happy. I mean, all this leftover food, and instead of just having scraps, of course, no one was wasting bacon or anything, so it wasn't having that. But it was just good. It was a good a program that they can start while the kids are young, start teaching them recycling of food waste. And so these are programs that were picked on 
picked up on with our local jurisdictions. Yeah, definitely. I think pigs eating bacon, that would be slightly controversial. (laughs) Um, But that's awesome because then that's not only being effective in recycling efforts, but then that's also teaching the upcoming generations what it looks like to um, practice good recycling habits. Um, So how how do you even start to tackle this issue of solid waste recycling? And even taking a step farther back, how do you even recycle food waste? Right. So there's multiple ways to recycle your food waste. Uh, for starters, um, composting. You know, if you're cooking at home and you have those food scraps and stuff, scrape them into one bin. You can also vermicompost, which is with worms versus it just kind of mm. sitting there. Worms help break down the process, make make sure that smell isn't lingering around your house. And you go and you put that outside in your garden or in a planter. Really helps with keeping pesticides away. Really gives good nutrients. Keeps a lot of the nitrogen in the soil. And composting is just great for your garden. And it's stuff that you're doing at home anyways. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go and buy some brand of compost when you can mm-hmm. do it at home. Yeah, definitely. Riverside County even provides free classes. So if you're interested, you can find this free class. They'll provide you the small bin that goes under your sink or they'll also provide you the big bin that goes outside in your yard. Um, there's another step of just donating your food. And you have you have food, like I said, in your pantry or some of those leftover cans. There are so many food pantries that need food. There's families that are... Uh, low income and they go to them and they rely on these shelters Mm -hmm. so you can recycle your food by just donating your food if you know it's still good but you may not touch it donate it and you can always get more Mm -hmm. Um, and then lastly there's this this new process that kind of began where you can take your yard clippings and your leftover food and you throw it in your organic spin that bin is then taken to an anaerobic digester where the digester converts your green waste to renewable energy as well to a high-grade compost. Interesting. Okay, so that was a little bit over my head. So can you explain that term, (laughs) um, anaerobic digester, and what that even means? Right. So an anaerobic means without oxygen, and digester kind of means to break down. So CRNR, it's a local hauler. They created this facility uh, in the city of Paris, and this facility collects all this organic waste, all your yard clippings, all your grass, and and food waste, and they put it in this big enclosure after, of course, separating it from all the contamination. Mm -hmm. And they put it in this big enclosure without any oxygen. And kind of like a cow's stomach, it just sits there and turns and gets broken down by microbes. And then within 21 days, you get methane. Hmm. Now, CRNR then captures the methane, cleans it. I mean, to really, really clean standards, so clean that California Gas Company said, you can put that gas right back in our pipeline and Mm -hmm. we'll use it. So this gas wow. is all cleaned, goes through the pipeline, and then CRNR then uses this to fuel their trucks. So kind of closing the loops, the trucks that are picking up your grass is being fueled by that and turned into gas. That's really awesome. What a neat innovation. Where did you say that was again? It's in the city of Paris, and it's a CRNR facility. That's awesome. How neat that it's even something that's local, too, in our region. Right. Um, So I imagine that it can probably be a little bit difficult to motivate people to recycle solid waste as opposed to like bottles or cans. That idea is much more prevalent and more, I I don't even know if widely accepted is the right way to say it, but it's just more prevalent. So what would you say are key characteristics to making sure that these efforts to recycle solid waste are actually implemented? Right. Uh, I definitely say it's education, uh, collaboration, definitely persistence. Um, Every day, I think I got to remind someone you can recycle that or to mm-hmm. recycle when you're done with that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an everyday thing. It's not going to let up. And we, as a, as a collective, need to be telling people and reminding them. Um, I think it's more important than ever that our schools, uh, it, the education doesn't stop in the classroom. 
classroom. It goes to the cafeteria、mm-hmm. and providing signages of what is food waste, what is recoverable food waste, to not throw away anything you didn't open because、mm-hmm. that can be donated and teaching that type of stuff. And then as well, bringing it all in house and practicing these programs,、mm-hmm. practicing composting at home. It's 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 a collaboration of everyone doing it as a whole. Yeah, definitely.、Um, I think that people generally understand that aluminum cans can get recycled into aluminum cans. Like I mentioned earlier, the idea of recycling bottles and cans—that's not something that's super new. That's something that's a little bit more widely accepted. And so, what are some other examples of recycled goods that maybe people don't think of on a normal day-to-day basis? Right. So、uh, there's a there's a few、um, type of brands that have kind of started up because of this. They are able to take、um, your recycled bottles and turn it into yarn and fabric, and you can buy. Clothing that is based off of recycled materials.、Mm-hmm. Um, there's another brand kind of near San Francisco where they're able to turn your plastic water bottles and create shoes,、um, create flip flops. I mean, they're able to take bottled caps and make、uh, make storage containers, make tools like garden rakes.、Mm-hmm. You can also make more caps based off of caps. <laughs> and、uh, you know, there's another thing、uh, locally that our our local university UCR was able to do, where researchers created. Um, nanosilicon anodes, which is with a battery, you have a positive and negative. That's where the anodes are, and they took glass bottles and created this these, these anodes. And now those are used for lithium batteries for alternative fuel vehicles or maybe、mm. your own cell phone. All off of recycled products. That's awesome. That's really neat. That some,、uh, that UCR is doing、um, really neat stuff too with recycling.、Um, so with the diversion goals in mind and keeping in step with those key characteristics that you mentioned earlier,、um, education, collaboration, and persistence.、Um, how does WRCOG and the Solid Waste Cooperative interact with the community for purposes of educating the public about the importance of recycling? Right.、Um, WRCOG's role was is definitely to provide uh, uh, education to these schools, to these businesses, to the community members.、Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll host big events for professionals, or or we'll go to the school and provide a presentation to the kids.、Um, we're we're a good we're a good resourcing and networking agency.、Uh, if we can't be the teachers, we'll find the teachers. So so we'll assist、uh, local projects. You know, like your your city cleanups and help them out with their events. Or maybe even provide a, a regional perspective on like the countywide fair and assistance for that. That's awesome. It sounds like, I mean, maybe not even sounds like it. There are a lot of efforts going on and being undertaken locally and regionally here in Western Riverside County、um, to mobilize residents and businesses.、Um, but how are all of these projects actually funded? <laughs> so Cal Recycle provides grants and allows us as city members or as a local. Uh, agency to apply for these grants that really help, and they're specific to beverages or to organics or、mm-hmm. even to tires. You know, they're giving us these grants that we apply for.、Uh, not only that, you know, we have、um, uh, a membership due for our solid waste, so that way all of us are collectively putting into this, and that way we can do regional programs、mm-hmm. that work for every city instead of maybe one program here and one over there. So earlier you mentioned that the state had imposed these mandates on jurisdictions to divert waste from landfills. I mean that's how we started this conversation from the get go. So、um, what do these mandates actually look like? Yeah, so these mandates, like I said, started was fifty percent of your solid waste from the landfill, and that was sometime in the nineteen nineties. As we've progressed, the new mandate is fifty percent of your organic waste. From the landfills, they really are focusing on this greenhouse gas emissions,、mm-hmm. and that are being formed in our landfills by just throwing all this organic waste. So, fifty percent by twenty twenty, seventy five percent organic waste by twenty twenty five, and on top of that, they want to see twenty percent of your edible food recovered for human consumption.、Mm-hmm. So, they really are focusing on this this area. Yeah, definitely.、Um, and and it's 
it really is providing challenges for our local jurisdictions. I mean, it's an inconvenience for some to bring on a new mm-hmm. organics recycling program to your restaurant, to mm-hmm. your business. So we we come to, thankfully, we have this always cooperative. We can come together and say, hey, this is working or this isn't working or what's working in Temecula that's not working up here in Hemet. Mm-hmm. So we can all come together, voice our opinions, and that way we can face these issues that are coming down from the state. Uh, the city of Riverside was able to start a food recovery initiative where they last year recovered a whole ton of food, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's a new program that they started and they're already showing success. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think what you said, this um, solid waste cooperative really provides an opportunity for collaboration and just having a discussion about best practices. And so kind of vision casting a little bit, taking out that crystal ball. Um, what does the future hold for solid waste recycling and the cooperative? I think I think the future is really green. I think uh, green waste is the next step. It's, the, it's recycling your meals now, no longer just asking to stop at your beverages. Mm-hmm. Recycle your meals, donate your meals, start composting, look into anaerobic digesters. I mean, that's unbelievable that we're able to turn grass to gas. Definitely. Looking into animal feeds, we can donate all these foods to them. Um, Definitely, it's no longer, like I said, stopping in the classroom. It's definitely going to the cafeteria and taking the next step. Education for our kids is huge. Um, it's, it's definitely critical for us to consistently remind each other. You can, you can donate that food. You can compost your food. And learning about these new programs, bringing it to everybody. Um, definitely, by doing all this and all keeping all this persistence is definitely going to help the better quality of our life and for the future. Yeah, totally. And I think that like it sounds like all of these efforts to recycle solid waste or even just recycling bottles and cans, it's small daily acts of remembering to recycle. And that really creates this kind of bigger wave of an impact across the region, across our cities. And so I think it's really awesome what the Solid Waste Cooperative is doing and your efforts in this as well. Um, So thank you so much for coming and taking time to be on the podcast today. Do you have any final remarks? No, I just want to say thank you for giving me some time to speak. I'm happy to talk about recycling and hopefully inspire someone to really take the next step in the recycling world for our future. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. For more information about WRCOG and the Solid Waste Cooperative, please visit www.wrcog.us.